Atlanta's longest running and most respected money show on radio. Tuttero, did you know that? No, I did not. Since 1986, buddy. Uh, the most respected part is the part that tricks me up. Come on, come on. <laughs> That's just hard. Oh, well. We do have a special guest today, Dr. We do. Roger Tuttero from, uh, he's the economics professor, the only one. The can, one and the, only. The one and only. Luckily not. <laughs> Luckily not. So. Yeah. Uh, from Kennesaw State University, and he's our chief economic advisor. Right. So he's got his crystal ball. Let's hope. I noticed this one's not cracked this time, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. all the water ran out of the last one. Yeah. You had to get a new one. Yep, yeah. yep. And we, of course, we got Troy Harmon, who's uh, you got a lot of digits after your name. Uh, right? A few things here, there. Did you CFA, get the CPA yet? Or CPA? What? No, it's a. Uh, it's uh, still in the works. Okay. Yeah, okay. in the works. All in right. the works. See, I'm the dumbest one at the table, Roger, because I'm I'm only a CFP, so. That works for me, Bill. Oh, you know, <laughs> dollar bill, dollar bill. Did Bill? Did you think Roger was going to argue with you? Oh that? yeah, he no. Roger's listening. No. Roger's not going to put up with me, man. He's a PhD. No, He's no, way no, smarter no, than no, I am. No. He's well, like Jesus. I didn't have anything to do in the 1980s, but go to school. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. So, so uh, yeah, we got uh, all kind of information this week. Um, obviously, we got some market. Data, the uh, S&P 500 is up 10.5% year-to-date. I did see the Dow hit an all-time high this week, um, and it was right on the heels of uh, a little bit of economic information coming out of Miss Janet Yellen herself. So uh, market's up this week, 0.94%, led higher by information technology. It's been the, the uh, pretty much the situation all year. Uh, telecom was down over a percent this week. Um, and it actually is in the basement year-to-date, down uh, 12.66%. Energy right on its heels, about 12.5% for the year. Information technology up 21%. Uh, To me, that's uh, unbelievable. But uh, some of the big companies have uh, actually led us higher with, uh, with all their... Uh, the the positive is unbelievable. It's you know it's the heavyweights in the uh, S and P 500 at the same time. You know they're just they're they're not going to cover off the ball as far as uh, returns. Um, healthcare's close behind about six, 16.7 percent. So uh, we can leave that information. Talk a little. I think we're 25 companies into uh, S and P 500 earnings. Hardly enough to talk about, but. Uh, do know that over the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking quite a bit about um, earnings out of the S&P 500. Uh, looks like probably the most uh, consumer staples, seven of the 36 companies have reported. Sales surprise is 1.37%, up 5.68. Um, earnings growth almost 7% in consumer staples. The others, I don't know that it warrants talking about much. We're really early in the season, but uh, that will be coming over the next few weeks. So let's talk a little about the information we've gotten this week on uh, uh, the economy. Employment situation uh, came out for June 
222,000 jobs. Roger, you feel free to kick in with any information you'd like to talk about. Uh, it beat the uh, 194,000 uh, that we've had added uh, each month. Uh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. How is it possible that we don't have any inflation? Well, you know, good question, Bill. Of course, but let's let's, let's go back. <laughs> make me comment on employment, that's, that's, and, then, and then we'll bring then we'll bring it in there a little bit. You know, first, uh, two twenty two, great number for the month of June. Right. Um, I, in, in in talks that I've given the last couple of months, I've tried to talk people out of looking just at one month. Because there's a lot of volatility in the data series. And I point out to folks that, you know, you could have a swing of 28,000 in the jobs. And that would be two one-hundredths or one percent. Right. So, you know, what we want to look at is a trend. And as you pointed out here, the trend has been 190 to 175 jobs. If you look at a three-month or six-month or 12-month look-back period, that's great. Fed Chairman Janet Yellen says you need about 100,000 jobs a month to absorb the endogenous growth in the labor force. So we're adding jobs faster than the labor force is growing. Right, right. So that gives us the falling in the unemployment rate, the tightening of the labor markets, which goes to your point, Bill, which is why aren't we seeing inflation yet? Right. And, you know, back in the 1960s, we thought we had a macroeconomist rather than thought they had the perfect prescription for understanding the economy. When the unemployment rate came down, you got a little bit of inflation. And when inflation uh, came down, you got some more unemployment, so-called Phillips curve relationship. But what we saw uh, in the 1970s and 80s, that broke down. And so I don't think good growth and adding of jobs is necessarily inflationary. And it is there is a question out there as to why we have not seen the wage growth occurring that we might expect for a 4.4% unemployment rate. Right. I think there is some sense that that unemployment rate probably overstates tightness in the labor market because the labor force participation rate, it's that so is low. the percentage right. of, those of those people that are eligible, is so low. The other possibility is that, you know, we've got a generational play now where a lot of folks are, the baby boomers are retiring, and a lot of their uh, their kids and grandkids are entering the labor force. And so you, you probably don't see the average hourly wages go up as much because we probably are replacing some higher compensated individuals with, with some, some lower, lower compensated. Mm-hmm. So so maybe the aggregate data isn't telling the whole picture on that. That's, that's why yeah. we can bring a Ph.D. to the table. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if he doesn't know what he's talking about, he sounds like he does. <laughs> it sounds right. brilliant. Yeah. If only he spoke in a British accent, it would be even better, right? That's that's probably the only way to improve that. Uh, how about U.S. Beige Book? We got information on that this week. Uh, the comment was Econom- uh, economic activity expanded at a slight to moderate pace. That's a little less than what we had been seeing, a moderate pace, or, or so it seems. Yeah, Any opinion there? And, and again, I... We went into 2016 saying that from fourth quarter, fourth quarter, 2.0% growth, that's about what we got. We said 2.2 for 2017. That's good, solid growth. But the people that are waiting on 3.5% GDP growth are going to be disappointed. We This has been an expansion, which is now in its 50, no, 96th month, right. but it has been a 2% economy. And I think that what you're seeing out of the Beige Book is pretty consistent with that. But it was broad-based. I think Philadelphia may be the only Fed district that was not up or did not right. report expansion uh, in the Beige Book. And so I think, you know, again, moderate growth is probably still the dominant theme. Yeah, the 1.4% is what we got. GDP growth in the first quarter, they're talking about, what, 2.5%, I believe, right. in the second quarter. Um, like you said, not going to knock the cover off the ball, but and the other kind of what part. we expect. We've got to remember with GDP, we're talking about the production of goods and services in the economy, not what we sell. And in the first quarter, we sold a lot more than we produced. And so inventories came down. Mm-hmm. If you add back that inventory adjustment, final sales of domestic product, we've been up about 2.6%, which would be pretty good. 
And so hopefully that drawdown in inventories in the first quarter was a precursor for some inventory rebuilding in the second and third. Yeah, we did uh, see some of that information. U.S. wholesale trade uh, bounced back in May. Uh, Declining sales took a lot of the credit. but uh, stockpiles rose 0.4%. So uh, there you have it. Those, uh, uh, it looks like durable goods advanced 0.6%. Non-durable goods held flat during, uh, during that period uh, for wholesale trade. Uh, getting down the page again, uh, U.S. producer price index. Trend growth in the U.S. Uh, producer hasn't been overly impressive recently, but uh, immediate implications of the monetary policy are not significant. Uh, PPI for final demand rose 0.1% in June. Um, there again, that's one of those uh, inflationary numbers, right? Yes, well, uh, Bill alluded to is this lack of there being a lot of price inflation out there. And we had seen the PPI, which actually had been had moved down some in the past couple of years. We had right. seen it start to rise a little faster, but it's settling back down again. Yeah. So most of the indications are if you were looking for inflationary pressures building, the last couple of months haven't played into that story. Yeah, we're so, uh, we're even below the 2% target of the Fed, right? Um, it, as I recall, the... Um, yeah, the Fed, Fed tends to look at something called core PCE. But if right. you look at the CPI, take out food and energy, core CPI is up, I think it's 1.7 right. over the trailing 12 months. So Yeah. Uh, well, and PCE's not far from that. I think it's, it's below two right. still, but just slightly. You know, I'm I'm a public school educated guy. I went to Kennesaw State, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, easy. They, they, they sign my paycheck. So let's I'm only kidding. <laughs> Everybody here knows I'm an owl. As Dr. Gene says, the Harvard of the Pines. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, just going back to, to uh, inflation and, and wage growth, because as an employer, it's hard to find good quality right. people. And, you know, we have, besides being in the financial industry, we also have a real estate division that manages properties, single family homes, and apartment complexes, and we buy them and manage them and all of that. It's hard to find all different levels of skill. Right. Um, and so we're paying more, right. but we're not seeing the wage spiral because what you're saying is somebody who is. 60 or 65 is retiring, making 200, and we're able to hire them at 50 or 60. Is that sort of the theory? That's, yeah, that's part of it. But it, again, if we're if we're in a low price inflation environment, then that means that even more modest increases in wages actually contribute to welfare. You know, it, it's easy to have a, a three or four percent wage rising environment, and then you're in a five percent inflationary environment, and you lose ground. So when you're running in this 2% inflation economy, it doesn't take much in the way of wage increases to actually be improving people's buying power. But you're exactly right on the labor shortages. In the construction industry, there is no doubt we could not be building uh, 2.15 million housing starts like we did in 2005 with the existing labor force. We know that construction now reports shortages of of labor. Mm -hmm. We know that hospitality has problems with that. And and I challenge anyone to find a uh, goods-producing and distributing company that doesn't complain about the shortage of CDL drivers. Right. And so there's lots of pockets throughout the economy where, where jobs are actually abundant and the workers are scarce. Mm. All right. Absolutely. Well, let's, uh, let's take a quick break here. You listen to Money Talks? Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney.
Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.